1: technical difficulties today but we're back and it's the scoreboard addicts podcast i'm nick and with me as always is tj who's hammered anthony couldn't be with us this week he is a little under the weather so it's and of course stat guy sal and we're back for another astounding episode good times with good guys that's it. Or Dad's bang. not here. We're ordering pizzas. <laughs> we're ordering pay-per-view. We're staying up till 3 a.m. It's over. Oh, That's man. Right. no, We're up, no, man. not even wearing it's pants. We're going to see how bad it's going to get without that <laughs> guy, uh, Rook, sitting around. <laughs> He's really getting on my... I'm just having a hard time. He's really getting on my nerves, <laughs> <nuts>, you know?
3: <laughs> At least we don't have to watch him freeze this week. yeah optimum's trying to kick
1: him off the show but we got an outstanding episode uh this week got a guest coming on this week for our wwe trivia and uh, a lot of news to talk about breaking news today we're going to kick it off real quick with pga tour talk uh we're going to keep stack eye salon with us for the whole episode i think right what do you think t i think so All right. Give the young buck buck some some screen time with the time here. We gotta have somebody with some hair on this show. I mean (laughs) we gotta bring up the handsome and young level. That's what it is, you know. Can't have to bring
3: in another demographic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. People that are on old, balding, tired, (laughs) worn out, jaded, angry at the world. Angry (laughs) at the world. Well, we kick it off with the PGA tour talk. Um PGA tour. Uh, masters starting next week and we've got an astounding upcoming show on sunday and we are collaborating there's a lot of collaboration gentlemen why don't we talk about that tj lead me through it be my sherpa mm-hmm. on the mountain of pga tour masters <laughs> so we have by far the greatest golf tournament coming up in the upcoming week we're leading it off we're starting sunday night 9 p.m live we're going to be running everything down. we got a bunch of different podcasts on with us. Uh, this is our Super Bowl. If you're a golf fan, this is our Super Bowl, hands down. This is the culmination of everything. And to bring that all together, we have Tiger Woods in Augusta, Georgia, figuring out if he can walk Augusta, if he can play in the Masters. I mean, this if this isn't setting up to just be a Disney movie, like uh, overcoming all obstacles, like... We're, we're going to be present for possible history. I mean, this guy didn't know if he was ever going to walk again a year ago. Didn't know if he was going to have two legs to stand on a year ago. And we got him coming back to the world stage for the Super Bowl of golf. It, it, it doesn't get any better than this right now. So uh, we've got a show coming up on uh, on Sunday. What time does that show start? It starts at 9 p.m. 9 p.m.
2: Eastern,
1: 8, right? April 3rd. Absolutely. All right. That's that's eight central and six if you're on the on the left coast. All right. Yep. Uh, we we'll got have... Divots and Pivots Podcast with us. We got Sane Podcast, go. TSS Fantasy. We have Bogey Golf and the Sports Stove. Uh, we're also gonna be um sponsored by Yeats Sunglasses, uh, Shocked Energy, new sponsor, uh, and Manscaped. And we are going to be giving away a Manscaped uh razor. So All we want you to do is go on our Twitter. We're going to post uh, uh, the contest and essentially just post a picture of your your favorite moment in golf, of you playing, a course you're at, just drinking with buddies. Somebody dumped a golf cart into a lake. I mean, you know, you run over your friend with the golf cart. I mean, any, any golf pitches you have out there, load it up, and one of you is going to win a Manscaped Razor, you know, by our sponsor, given to us very graciously by our sponsor to give away, and we appreciate Manscaped for that absolutely manscaped uh definitely hooked us up with that one uh who is uh if you don't want to say right now because we have the show coming up but on sunday who is your uh who's your big pick for uh for the i don't want to to give anything away i yeah i'll uh not that it's some big surprise but i mean you have a deep field of players and if augusta national has uh showed us anything over the years you don't have to be the best player you have to be the smartest most it, 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 it's it's strategy you're playing chess out there on the golf course it's knowing how to play that course and Augusta national is very secretive about everything they do you can't go over there and take pictures you're not allowed to bring a phone on the course you have to put your phone in a locker if you're attending um Augusta national for the masters they, really? they don't disclose just so the so yeah if you know, like, just so you know if you're playing there like, for yourself, you can bring your phone, take cell phone pictures, send it to your friends. That's not I know. true. And It was a dead giveaway Definitely. when you said you played it. But, I, yeah, I you can't bring your phone out that. there. There's no unauthorized pictures. They keep the yardages very secretive. I mean, they have only so much space, so it's all relatively in the same area. But you're talking about one of the – it sets up to be one of the most challenging mental, mentally draining uh, courses to play golf on. I mean, the undulations, it, it's – so I, I haven't been there yet. I always put in for the lottery to win tickets because I can't afford $5,000 on uh, StubHub to buy a ticket. That's just not in the wow. wheelhouse, especially when the tickets are $150 a pop. I'm not paying that kind of upcharge. But um, they say if you're there uh, live and in person, it doesn't do it justice on TV. The amount of rolling hills, the the fairways, the, the changes in um, elevation on the fairways, just the rolling greens, how absolutely mind-numbingly hard it is to – play well over there so it's 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 going to it's not necessarily going to be the best player in golf right now uh scotty scheffler world number one just took it over uh over john rom by winning the uh dell technologies match play had an amazing week which uh, dell technologies is a very um draining tournament because you're playing match play you're essentially i think he played 118 holes of golf so it's not your standard tournament setup um I, I hope he's not drained. I hope he's ready to come out and play the Masters. But it, it's it's going to be a who's who of who can get around that course and play to their strengths and avoid um, making mistakes. But I will say this. Throw it out there. It's obvious. Do not count Tiger out of it. You cannot count Tiger Woods out of it. Um, the guy won a couple years ago. Nobody thought he'd ever see another major again. I mean, the amount of trials and tribulations this guy has been through health-wise, his back surgeries. I mean, he won a freaking U.S. Open on, on with a broken leg, a broken kneecap, whatever it was, uh, torn, torn uh, ligaments in his knee. You cannot count this guy out. He knows that course like the back of his hand. And if anybody's a long shot to win, I think he's going off at um, – had it right here. I, I, I want to say like I think it's 5,000 to one. You, you you gotta put wow. him in play. I'll, I'll, I'll tease that out there. You gotta have Tiger Woods in your uh list of p- potential winners. Even for 10 bucks, you're gonna net a big, big win. So I would, I would I actually love that. Again, we have our master show on Sunday. Uh that's everybody we'll be working with. Um I uh I'm looking forward to it. I'm not crazy into big into golf, uh, but I, I am excited about this. I love working with the other guys on our show, or on our network, rather. And uh, and Anthony says, uh, Nick has never played it in Augusta. That's not true. It's just not, right? I'm the only one of us have uh, that have actually been to Augusta, you know? But uh, I drove to, to Augusta. Augusta. I'm excited about the show. Again, sponsored by Manscaped Roku Yeats. Shocked Energy Pristine Auction, all sponsoring this event coming up. Um and uh, I'm really looking forward to having a good time with and the we're guys. We're finally going to get to meet Sal. We're finally gonna, we're going to have Sal in the scoreboard uh, addicts official bar pub. We're going to get a couple uh drinks in him. Going to get him I'll uh, see if
3: I can make it. I might not be able to make it. Oh, you better not. Don't you better you be there. Be there. I'm gonna try to make it.
1: Your job's on the line, sir. But uh again, I'm not there. That's Sunday 9 p.m. uh 8 Central. Uh, moving forward uh before we get into our wwe trivia we're gonna talk about uh, a little NFL changes overtime changes okay. uh to the uh to the overtime I guess Bill's fans cried enough that uh now both teams will get the ball on offense so there will be a change where you can go for two uh at the you know if you're the first team that scores you can go for two and then the other two or, or you can go for a field goal which I don't really understand how that was any different than how it normally was Um, but, uh, but yeah, they changed up over time, but it's only in the playoffs. What are you guys thoughts on it? Um, I, I'm not a, okay. So I like the idea of both teams touching the ball on offense. Um, but I don't like the way it came about. I I'm never a fan of bitching and moaning for a change and then getting your way. I mean, if something's one way, just leave it that way. You know, the deal. I mean, you got to win the coin flip, but let's not act like it's all based on the coin flip. You got to go out there and play defense, play defense. I, I don't understand what's so hard about that. I mean, you, it's do or die. It's on the line. The game is on the line. That's like saying in hockey, well, we're not going to decide it by the first goal. We're going to actually play out another 20 minutes. It's like, no, that's not how it works. You either score or you lose end of story. I agree. Um, I, I, I feel like this is one of those scenarios where, and, and I hate when they change the game for one thing. It's always one thing, you know, and, and it happens. T.O. broke his leg. Oh, we got to get rid of horse collar tackles. The other 90 bums that that got injured the same way nobody cared about. But T.O. Right. got injured. We have to make a rule for him. Tom Brady broke his leg. Oh, we got to sit there and we got to make a rule. Can't hit the quarterback below the knee because Tom Brady got injured. Everybody right. else that ever got injured didn't matter. And now the Bills losing the playoffs. Wow, what a shock. Like they didn't lose four Super Bowls in a row. Um now you have to change the rules for them because they lost. I got news for everybody out there to include those bills fans. All right. You were going to lose anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you, you were going to lose. You gave up a touchdown. Even if you got the ball back and scored, you were going to give up another score. Yep. All right. You didn't score for, for like 18 minutes. Yeah. You let them come back. They scored what? Three times in the last like 15 minutes of the game to include overtime.
3: Right. Yep. Because the letdown letdown.
1: they were going, go, we had the number three defense. Yeah, and they sucked. Okay. Yep. It choked. Show up. Okay. All you heard was oh, oh, oh. that's all you heard.
2: It choked. It's simple, all rise right? to
1: the occasion. I, I just again, I'm not a fan of if you want to cry and complain until you you know stamp your feet and get your way. Like it's children shit. It, it's it's a whiny toddler mentality of appeasing people, and I'm just not a fan of it. I don't mind the rule change. I just don't like how it came about. I in agree. Themselves. Uh let's just be clear. The, the Buffalo Bills were not complaining. It was a vast majority of NFL fans yep. that were crying. One teams NFL. fan base. And, and the only thing they were crying was, it's not fair. I mean, that's not fair. That's what the whole conversation <laughs> was. It wasn't it's not fair. Win in, win in regulation, and you don't have to worry about exactly. overtime. Right. Make a stop on regulation, which you didn't for, for like 12 minutes, you didn't make a stop. And you're in and you you win and you win. And the, the, the real ridiculous thing to me about the whole thing was that the following week it went into overtime again. And I'm pretty sure I saw uh Josh Allen per- tweet here we go again or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I saw that and too. what happened? A defensive stop. That's what happened. And I and I just thought like oh, up uh, I somebody could play defense this week, just not the Bills.
3: Uh Sal, do you have any any thoughts? Uh you no, know, I agree with that. Y- you know, <sighs> The overtime rules, you know what drives me crazy? I don't understand why a game has to end in a tie after overtime. Why? It's the NFL. Why? There should, it's pro sports. Why is the game ending in a tie? I so, you know, that, that's a rule that they should get rid of if they want to so, get rid of a rule.
1: So the, the, There shouldn't the be ties thing. in the NFL. I, I agree. I hate ties, and that's why I love baseball, because a baseball game exactly. can't end in a tie. Uh, the, I think the reason they do it is because the players don't want to play more than a certain amount and run the risk of being injured beyond that's um, the game that's your job yeah i I don't don't disagree with you but they got to work with the union and the union has it built that way I, i i couldn't care less like all these conversations that the nfl has about safety and all these things like dude like wrestlers don't have that either you know like i'm a soldier nobody's worried about my safety and i know what i signed up for you know what? I honestly mm-hmm. and and that rule change I would be for bringing it to more uh college style where what do you get uh right. you're at the 2 yard line right or something like that and you you're get a one play. Hmm. You're at the 40.
0: 40. You're so at the I, 40
1: and, and you just go back and forth until somebody doesn't score from the 40. Right. I, I mean I I would be especially you know to speed honestly, it up after one one uh extra round of uh one extra quarter or whatever it is the little overtime every, that they play. Everybody gets so that. upset about the coin flip. Eliminate the coin flip. Do what the XFL did. Get the two fastest guys on the field. Scramble for the ball. You start at the end zone. The ball is at the 50. Scramble for the ball. That's how you get hurt. <laughs>
3: you,
1: you know what? But you know what, though? Oftentimes, the two fastest guys on your team aren't necessarily the, the biggest. But talking about the XFL brings us to our next segment. We'll get back to football. But we've got our guest. And he's in the green room waiting to come on. Let's welcome Ladarius to the Hello. pod. What's going on, pal? Hey, how are you guys? What's up? How's it going? Uh, Ladarius, this is the first time we're meeting. I'm Nick. That's TJ. That's Sal. And and you're Ladarius. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, that's what my license says. So <laughs> all right, all right. Um. So so how, how is it that you, you come on our show? Are you friends with somebody we know? I think you are.
2: Uh, I I might be. I I'm not sure. I think I think I was watching you guys. I think you guys had. I think you guys had Haley Murphy on. Yes, I, yes. yes. We are acquainted with Haley, I, known her, and then and I saw you guys were doing WWE trivia, and then I was like, I had to do something. I you know had to wear my Undertaker shirt <laughs> today. Oh, nice <laughs>
3: Taker shirt, classic. It was a very nice Taker. Shirt. I just watched Haley Taker stuff this week.
2: Beautiful, so, beautiful. I'm actually
1: I just started watching the last ride of, of The Undertaker uh today.
3: Oh, that's unbelievable. Oh.
1: It's 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 so good. It's it's and then I watched uh, Meet the Undertaker, where everybody talks about the first time they met The Undertaker. That was pretty dope too.
0: But that's not why we came here <laughs> this is why we came
1: here and we're back for WWE trivia this week's a little different because Rook's not on the show uh no oh hopes. excuse me we, we finally got we finally got him I didn't he, he just popped up Welcome, Matt, from the Squared ah. Circle. <laughs> He's yeah. the yes. ranked champion. I was wondering where you were, Matt. It was, it was you, yeah, you came yeah. just in the nick of time.
3: Yeah, right? have to defend this title.
1: That's that's what it is. He was bragging. We were at a wedding on Saturday. He was <laughs> bragging. <laughs> 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 two Tom. two Tom. two Tom. Core board Addicts WWE Trivia Champ. But uh, beautiful. Ah. this week, uh, TJ is going to be our question master this week. All right. He's got the question. Wow, that's official. Like that. Ooh, yeah. you want? Some cue Do you want cards. The video clip, yeah. T. Just let me know and I'll play the video clip. I have not seen it. Okay. Yep. Right. I, I literally uploaded book. it blind. Do we have uh, Rooks, you know, like uh, game show music to play in the background? <laughs> <And> Jeopardy music. <laughs> I don't recall him ever having Jeopardy music.
2: I also don't recall official cue cards like that. So
1: these, I I didn't hand draw these with a crayon, like (laughs) real I I I use this thing that they invented a long time ago called a printer. It's amazing. He also he also didn't let his uh, cleaning lady throw it out because he doesn't have a cleaning lady. I I don't have a cleaning lady. I'm not bougie like that. I have to clean up. I was thinking the same word. I was like, he's not bougie. We all can't be lawyers. It's amazing. I wonder if he has somebody that wipes his ass too. (laughs) (laughs) Must be good to be a lawyer making that lawyer money, but all right, here we go, boys. Uh, Did Rook explain to you the rules and how it works and that you need a piece of paper and a pen? Yeah, I, t- I told him I brought a whiteboard. I t- oh, that's oh, that's even better. Oh, oh, a whiteboard. Holy cow. First time on, on living in the changing the game, folks. We're <laughs> out here living in the Stone Age. He's over there in the 22nd and a half century with Buck <laughs> Rogers with Tweety and Tweaky and Dr. Diopolis. Going green.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. Saving trees using a whiteboard. What a novel <laughs> idea. <laughs>
2: Just doing my part.
1: All right, Just well, let's kick part. it off. Let's go. All right, here we go, boys. First question. You know, watch this promo right here. The question is, who is The Rock mocking in this promo? Nick?
0: I'm going to drink a big glass of milk. Eat some chocolate chip cookies, and then maybe I'll take three Viagra. <laughs>
3: That's such a good promo.
2: Oh,
1: man. All right. Who is, which WWE superstar is The Rock Poking fun at locked in, we're locked. Locked, Already. locked. Yes, all right. Let's start with our new guest, Ladarius. Who do you got? I said Kurt Angle. Cue the dings, uh, ding ding. All right, Matt Kurt Angle. No ding, ding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sal Kurt Angle. All right, and I Nick Kirk Angel, Kirk and Angel, also known as Kurt Angle, <laughs> also acceptable. All right, should I do the uh, the the old? Uh, I threw it. Yeah. I watch late <laughs> TV. It How many did you print? <laughs> uh, just enough. <laughs> All right. Question number two: Who won the 2001 King of the Ring? I'm in 2000. Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, Rooks ahead of you. Locked in. Not All true. right. Is everybody locked in? Yeah. No. Hold no. on. What was it, 2001?
3: 2001,
1: right. King of the Ring winner. All right. I guess I'm locked. All right. Nick, we'll start with you. Uh, I erroneously said Edge. Click the ding. What? Very nice. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Wow! Edge. That guy, Sal. Edge.
2: Matt. Edge. Very nice. The Darry, She don't look happy. You no, know, I narrowed it down between Edge and Triple H, and I went the wrong way. Oh. Uh, ah. I went the wrong way. I'm shocked. That I got that. I even <laughs> put a question mark next <laughs> to <laughs> Edge. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, I, I had them both in my head and I just went the other way for some reason. I
1: literally only went Edge because I watched Untold today and I watched him and Mick Foley do That's the awesome. Untold about their WrestleMania. So I, I had Edge on the brain.
3: I was All thinking right. Brock, but then I said, oh, that was the next year, I think. Yeah, I Brock said two in
1: 2001.
3: All right. Yeah, it was 2002. 2002, I'm sorry.
1: He was an OVW in 2001. Question number three. This superstar had the most reigns as hardcore champion, but does not have the most combined days as hardcore champion. Who is this superstar? Most reigns carrying the hardcore championship belt. Looks diving deep.
2: Jesus, that's wrong. I can't spell. That'd be great. I can spell. <laughs>
1: <sighs> a chance. Oh, Jesus. All right. Is everybody locked in? Yeah. Yeah. All right, Matt. We'll start with you this time. I'm not too sure, but I'm gonna go with Crash Holly. <clears throat> <sighs> All right, Sal. Raven.
2: Cue the ding. Wow. Jesus. All right, Ladarius. I stuck in the Holly family. I went hardcore Holly. I couldn't. Yeah. And Nick and I said Steve Blackman. So
1: Steve Blackman had the most combined days as champion with 172, really? while Raven only had 84 combined days. So Blackman held it the longest as far as days, wow. but Raven had the most reigns as champion. Yeah, it's because Raven would lose it four times in times one night. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> that was like the that was like towards the end of the Hardcore title when they were trying to get rid of it. Yep, they just kept giving. They it They should Raven. have got rid
1: of it and Raven on the same day. They could have both thrown them <laughs> off a bridge. Both <laughs> <laughs> Raven almost ruined WrestleMania. All right, That's true. <laughs> The best Wrestlemania. Here we go. Question number four. With a buy rate of 7, 770,000, this event is the highest grossing non-Wrestlemania pay-per-view in WWE history. Which event was it?
2: You have non- to know the year?
1: What? Do you have to know the year? Uh, no. We'll just If you can name the event, we'll give you the full points. All right, is everybody locked in? Yes. I'm locked. Yeah. yeah. Good. All right. Sal, we'll start with you, pal.
3: Uh, the invasion pay per view.
1: Hit the ding. Can you tell us what year? For uh, um, two
3: thousand one, two well, thousand Invasion happened
1: in two thousand one. It would have to be two
2: thousand one. Yeah. 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 With Oh boy, should have wore a different shirt today. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, should have worn my invasion, brown shirt. Yeah, the invasion slipped my mind. I went SummerSlam. I the invasion slipped my whole mind. Uh, Matt, what do you got? I did the Royal Rumble,
1: and I knew you were going to do that too. By the way, and uh, Nick, I I went with No Mercy. But I yourself, figured, sorry. why name a video game after a pay per view nobody saw? That's true. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no video game called Invasion. All right. Uh, we got question number five. Double Jeopardy time. You got to risk uh, whatever points oh, you want to risk. Yeah. Uh, Sal, what do we got as far as points?
3: I have eight points. Nick has four. Matt has four. And Lazarus has two.
1: All right. So write down the point you are wagering. All in, baby.
3: Yeah, all in. I yeah, do. all in. I went Nick. with the TJ
1: special ah, three, baby. Keeping himself one point for a sneak win. <laughs> I like call. it. Here we go. <clears throat> and, and I, I love I, – God, I love Brooke. But, you know, when I started doing these cue cards, I figured I'd just write the questions down. Yeah, that was a mistake. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why all the pomp and circumstance, but I'll read it anyway because Rook put the time and effort in. He copied it and pasted that shit from a website he found it on. Probably. <laughs> all right, so Paul Michael Levesque became one of the most famous wrestlers in WWE history. He started off his career in WCW as the French-Canadian aristocrat, Jean-Paul Levesque, and then later That's went the – and, <laughs> and later, later – <laughs> Later, uh, when as Hunter Hearst Helmsley when he signed with WWE, um, later dropping it to just Triple H. He gained popularity amongst fans by joining Degeneration X X stable during the Attitude Era, going on to become the WWE champion and a staple in many main events throughout WWE history. One of those main events was the first ever elimination chamber for the World Heavyweight Championship. Six men would fight, five of them trying to dethrone the game, and only one of them would succeed. Who defeated Triple H and won the World Heavyweight Championship?
0: of a winner
3: come on is come than, fight, god damn is it. it more than one name
0: no
1: i'm locked in i'm locked i am locked yep. and i am loaded everybody's good yes nice shirt <laughs>
2: thank you sir <laughs> 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 oh, I see you racing. I see you racing. Yeah. <laughs> I think I raced at the right answer. That's what happened. <laughs> the theme of the night. The theme of- yeah. yeah All right, that's All right. Here we
1: go. We'll start with you, Matt. You seem to lock in first. Who do you got? I got the Heartbreak
2: Kid. <laughs> I didn't even know he was
3: wearing the shirt.
2: <laughs> Very nice. The Darius. <sighs> Thank God.
1: Sean Michaels. <laughs> Stack Guy Sal.
3: Sean Michaels.
1: Wow. And Jabberjaw Nick. Sean Michaels. <laughs> all right. So I believe we have a champion in Stack Guy Sal. Risking all his points. I, I, I went, went all in. Yeah. But but just for fun, <laughs> just for fun. Not really a question. You guys could throw him out there. Can anybody name the four other wrestlers that were involved in that Elimination Chamber? Chris Jericho, Kane, Kane
2: Booker T, and oh, RVD. <laughs> Very
1: nice. Right. Anybody want to oh, throw out whoa. their
2: uh, – what
3: What year and what event that was? Survivor Series 2003.
1: 2002. Oh, Two. 2002. Oh, it was 2002. <laughs>
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, the right.
1: champion falters He stumbles at the line <laughs> oh. but still crosses it By a long shot By an exceeding pace oh. Awesome job Sal as Hey always. Sal do you have any uh, any words That you want to put out there What do you mean Would you like to thank anybody
2: <laughs> 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 But well, we do to want to, to thank our special guests For being I'll on the show
1: that. Darius we hope you had a good time Wait no this way <laughs> there you go. Darius where can uh, where can people <laughs> find you?
2: Um, I see your Twitter handle down there. Oh yeah, you can find me on on the Twitter at Ladarius underscore Brown. I post articles, tweets. Yeah, I guess I got to brush up on wrestling a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but, but and you
1: can yeah. find Matt over at T squared Circle on the Twitters and the Instagrams. <laughs> uh, Matt also is running uh, a little shop. Out of uh, some Funkos and stuff like that, over on whatnot. So if you're looking for any like Funkos and like wrestling uh, action figures, things like that, Matt's got them for you. Look out for them out on, on whatnot and uh, see if you can get a great deal over there. Matt, you got any, you guys have uh, anything you want to say? There? Throw out there. I have I have memorabilia that's like for me, but I, I do have it. Say- a- you seem like oh, the type of guy that would be uh, sneaking into locker rooms and stealing uh, gym bags and, you know, uh, old uh, little, uh, what are they what are they called? The little tiny uh, shorts that they wear. I don't know what oh, they're called. They? Oh, they're, they're little spandex? little spandex, yeah. Running in there, coming out with the Brahma bull oh, on the trunks, back. <laughs> wondering wander, around naked, wondering who took his underwear. I don't have rock-used
2: yeah. trunks in my drawer. No, definitely not. <laughs>
1: Oh, very good, very good. Well, Darius thank you very much for joining us. We appreciate it. like well, had a
2: good time, gentlemen. Thank
1: you for joining us, That Guy thanks Sal. For me. Thank you, putting us to shame again, again. Uh, again. There no, Matt won last week. He did a pretty good last week. That Guy Sal's crushing us lately. But thanks yeah. again, guys. We appreciate you guys
2: being here. <laughs> thanks for having us, guys. Thank you. Take thank care, you
1: guys. Good night. Good night, Peace. guys. Uh, I'm glad I got the host this week because I'm terrible at this WWE trivia. When You asked that Shawn Michaels question. I was like, fuck, everybody's got to know this one. <laughs> yeah. But uh, moving on back to the NFL, right? We're, we're talking about the NFL. Overtime yes, rules change. I think we got that over with uh, talking about overtime and how it's over. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> upcoming is the NFL draft. And I think everybody's looking forward to that. Jamison Williams has been showing a little video of him doing some uh, agility drills, Obviously, one of the top receiver recruit uh, uh, prospects prior to uh, his uh, tearing his ACL at the end. I believe it was a national championship he tore his ACL um, or the semis, actually. It might have been the semis. But, uh, you know, obviously, Jets and the Giants have two top 10 picks. A lot of conversations about that. TJ, you got any ideas about what you want the Jets to do with those two top 10 t- picks? Honestly, I, I I don't follow college football like you and Rook does. I I'm not that much of a fan. I'm more of a betting fan. So I don't know who's up. Um I've seen some of the predictions. Um I from some of the the fan mock drafts, I mean it's it's all over the map. So I think the Jets did a great job this offseason bringing some uh filling gaps, filling holes essentially. Uh with with needs that we had a lot of wants and they filled them with some uh pretty damn good players out there. I mean What did we pick up? Like, there was what? We picked about someplace between four and six players. I was going to say four starters and and, and two backups, uh, not to include the two kickers we signed. Right. So, I mean, as a lifelong Jet fan, all I know is that we seem to do the wrong thing when it comes to uh, draft time. Um, I just want them to do the smart thing, not go with the uh, Mel Kuyper. You got to take this guy here at three and blah, 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 blah. Mel Kuyper doesn't know fucking shit. So,
0: Fill the holes that I, I you need to fill fair. and
1: build the team. I, I think that's fair. If Mel Kuyper was good at his job, he wouldn't be working for ESPN. He'd be working for some uh, some team, right? Listen, I mean, he's – he's again, we say it all the time. We hate analytics, and he's just a plug-and-play numbers guy. So, I mean, we can all do that with a fucking Excel sheet. Are there any – uh are there any, any position in particular that you're looking for? I mean – I, I Listen, I, I would love – I know it's not the smart thing. I would love to see uh, somebody young come out and turn out to be a stud for the organization uh, as far as a wide receiver. I know that's that you're asking for a lot. Everybody wants to see that. But I would love to have that guy and be a homegrown guy and, and lock him up for six, seven years of just greatness down the line, throwing passes, a receptions guy, somebody that's just going to catch the ball – and, and move the uh, the yardage chains. But I, I know we have some uh, inefficiencies at, at defense. We plug some of those holes. Um, I know everybody seems to want, uh, what is it, a safety. That that seems to be the uh, position that we're going to pick. But if if there's somebody out there, like I said, I don't follow college football that closely. Um, if there's somebody out there that looks like they can be that type of guy, a wide receiver, dependable wide receiver, that's going to come down with the ball and and bring a little juice to our offense especially with our young quarterback zach wilson i'm all for it so uh, the name's getting thrown around a lot at safety you're looking at kyle hamilton at a notre dame he is the top rated safety in the by by a wide margin he is a game changer i watch him i personally am not a person that is very high on notre dame in general i just i don't care for them at all uh I mean, Notre Dame almost lost to Florida State. I'm a big Florida State fan. We did not have a good season. So the fact that Notre Dame lost one, they beat us by one score in the last waning seconds of a game, to me is like, all right, and I'm supposed to be impressed by these guys. And somehow they ended the season with a top 10 finish, but almost lost to an unranked team. They're not that impressive, especially because they don't belong to a conference. Um, Other big names being tossed around, we're looking at a lot of defensive ends. So you're talking about Aiden Hutchinson, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, you're talking about uh JJ uh Jimmy uh, uh, JJ is uh Johnson from the Florida State Seminoles plays defensive end um and you're also talking about uh uh George Karloftis from uh uh Purdue those are uh, and also um Walker from Georgia those are a lot of names getting kicked out I'm seeing a lot of talk about Johnson or Thibodeau. Either Thibodeau up at the four spot, and that's a consensus, like he's going top five. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson's going number one overall, more than likely. A guy out of Michigan, big guy, reminds me of like a Joey Bosa type. Uh, he's going probably number one overall. We're not getting him, I don't think, unless something drastic changes between now and the draft. Who knows? Anybody could pull a sunny, uh, a sunny, uh Weaver Jr. and just draft out of their ass and mess up everybody else's draft. Uh, as far as wide receivers are concerned, uh, top four are probably Drake London, uh, in no particular order. All right. In no particular order. We're talking about Trevin, uh, Trayvon, um, Berkeley, Drake, London, uh, Wilson from, uh, Ohio state and possibly Chris Olavi from, uh, Ohio state as well. Uh, me personally, I like Wilson a lot. I would love to see Wilson to Wilson for a touchdown. I say, that, that would be uh, something fun. I would 86- like to get iron Eagle, uh, just going off on the radio. Wilson to Wilson down the line. Touchdown. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, th- those are the big names getting tossed around for the Jets. Uh, Sal, are you a Giants fan? You don't really follow I football? Am,
3: I am. I'm a Giants fan. I don't really follow college football that much. But I know the Giants have two big picks, the fifth pick and the seventh pick. So, they, they were, <laughs> Joe Schoen better make some good picks because with Gettleman the last few years, we, we haven't made the best of picks to improve the um
1: what are you, some of the needs the Giants have other than a quarterback?
3: Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have a lot of holes. Maybe some on the O-line, maybe a defensive end, quarterback, obviously, but I don't think they're going to draft a quarterback with Daniel Jones. So Not this year. Not this year. We'll see, we'll see how Daniel Jones does this year, but uh, I don't think they're drafting a quarterback this year. Maybe next year.
1: Right. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so either. Um,
3: what number pick did the Jets have?
1: Jets have four and ten. All right. A lot of people talking about drafting a defensive end at four. Uh, they're also talking about Sauce Gardner a lot out of Cincinnati, the cornerback out of Cincinnati. Now, personally, me, I don't believe Robert Sala's defense really runs around having lockdown corners. His defense is really predicated on having an aggressive pass rush that makes mediocre corners look superior because quarterbacks are forced to throw balls out when they're not ready. And and so uh, I thought Bryce Hall did a great job last year. The Hall monitor did a great job last year. I also think that Brandon Eccles did an outstanding job for a guy who was drafted in like the fifth round. Nobody expected him. I think he had two picks, one for a pick six. Uh, I think he was up there in the tops for a pass deflections for the season which is, I didn't see that coming at all. Um, so, uh, you know, I don't hate the sauce gardener pick. I just think that the hardest position to fill in the NFL is quarterback. And I don't think there's anybody in the football world, whether you're just reading the newspaper about football or you're playing in football in the NFL, that would say that finding a quarterback is not the hardest thing to do. And the no, best thing that the Jets could do, or any team for that matter can do, Is take a young quarterback and surround him with weapons to succeed. That's, that's, and, and so if that means drafting 80 wide receivers to make sure that Zach Wilson is our guy, you know, I, I, what I see a lot of is I see a lot of people saying the Jets haven't had a pass rusher since John Abraham. That's, that's what a big, I keep seeing that everywhere. The Jets haven't had a quarterback since Joe Namath. If we're really going to start comparing apples to, you know, like if we're going to talk about what we really need, Nobody ever won the Super Bowl because they had one defensive end that was amazing. You yeah. might win the Super Bowl because you have an amazing defense collectively. But there have been teams that win a Super Bowl simply because their quarterback was incredible.
3: Yeah. I mean, that's just you that's just how it that. is. For the Jesse think Zach is the answer.
1: I hope I think, so. I think he has enough he talent that be. he could be. I think he's I think everybody was down on him last year, me included, because he came out and he was very flat. He was making subpar passes. He was throwing behind receivers. He just wasn't in sync with it. But you know what? This is his first year in the NFL. It, it takes Man, time to develop time. the speed. You, it, it, The NCAA and the NFL are two <clears throat> different speeds, okay? You're, you're, you could be playing on a team where you have the best guys in your general region, in your side of the United States, playing against guys, uh, especially depending on what conference you're in, that are subpar. So if you have the best guys at receiver, yeah, you're going to dominate. If you have the best tight end, you're going to dominate. If you have the best running back, you're going to move the ball and you're going to open up options to be able to throw the ball downfield. When you get to the NFL, these guys are all—they were the best guys. They were all there. They were all studs, and you're playing against studs in pretty much every position. So it, it's—it it takes time, and, and there's a reason why people get—you know—they talk about developing. And it, you know what, unfortunately for the Jets and, and their needs, it seems that every time you pick up a quarterback, it's essentially out of the need. We need to fill a hole and we need a new quarterback. And hey, kid, throw your fucking helmet on and figure it out while you play. And it, it's you have 16 now, 17 games to do that. It's not the easiest thing, but I think he came on strong at the end of the year. I think uh, the, the passes he had to Berrios, I mean, they were lighting it up and he was hitting him in stride and he's a fast son of a bitch. So, I, I mean, I liked what I saw in that last four or five-game stretch.
0: So Especially I, against
1: I, Yeah, I, I think oh, – I just cranked my volume and it blew out my ears. Sorry. Um, I, I think that Zach Wilson 100% can be their answer. And I think this year is going to be a proving ground year for him. So, we'll see. But I, I think the more talent you surround him with and the, uh, a healthy team – I mean, how many players did we lose in the, in the preseason that deeply, deeply – or in our game plan. We, we lost four, four starters on defense pretty much within the first two weeks of the season. Yeah. Uh, we lost too many guys on the offensive line, but, um, you know, Zach showed a lot of improvement toward the end of the year. No turnovers in the last four weeks of the season or, or five weeks of the season, which was, I thought was very impressive considering how much he turned the ball over, um, early on in the year. Also, uh, Running the ball. I was really blown away with how well he ran the ball. Escaped the pocket, made moves. He had that great, what, 60-yard touchdown run? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to say what, what most impressed me on that point of his turnovers is he's not a put-your-head-down-and-mope-about-it guy. He's sitting there looking at the game plan, the, the the plays on a tablet. He's trying to learn from it. And you know what? It's not that he's sitting there having a smile on his face about it, but he has that positive energy like, let me learn from this. This is a learning experience. Let me get my ass kicked and figure it out and go forward to not get my ass kicked anymore. Not at the sidelines kicking fucking helmets and throwing yeah. Gatorade bottles and getting all bent out of shape about it. He, he I, For a kid that just came out of college, extremely mature approach, and that's what you want out of your quarterback. That's what you want out of a high-level player, and that's what you want out of, out of somebody that has that champion mentality. You either learn from it or you bitch and moan about it and learn nothing. Sal, do you think that Daniel Jones is the Giants guy going into this extra <laughs> <laughs> No,
3: I was just about to say I think Zach Wilson's future is a lot more brighter than Daniel Jones is. I just don't think he's the answer at quarterback. I don't know what the answer is at quarterback for them. I really don't. I don't. I don't know. Daniel Jones isn't. next that. year's draft. Yeah, I was just about to say it's it, whoever is the top pick in next year's draft for quarterback. Giants are the get. It's called
1: hope that Houston wants to unload Deshaun Watson and just give him whatever he wants. Well,
3: he Deshaun went, Watson was traded, yeah, Browns, bro. was traded to the Did Browns, bro. Did I miss
1: that? That was yeah, last. He week. went
3: to the. That was the last. He went to the Browns. Yeah. <clears throat>
1: what the? Wow. Dude, that didn't come up on my Twitter cycle at all. Not that I'm looking at Brown stuff, but I didn't see Deshaun Watson at all. The last I heard about it was everybody just still ripping him because, oh, well, just because they didn't convict him or press charges again. They yeah, were bringing reasons. that up because he got traded to the Browns and everybody was like, so the Browns are just totally cool with this. Yeah, see, I missed that. Yeah, The other day, yeah, the Browns posted I mean, something about, Zach, uh, about uh, Deshaun Watson was was seen uh, going to a massage parlor like 30 minutes out of Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm to, not joke- hit. Hit the boo button on me, so uh, I'm That's not. I'm mean, not joking. Me. By the way, <laughs> That's all you didn't like know that Deshaun Watson got traded last week for uh, a, a haul, really six. I, it six, wasn't. It was three round picks, first round, three first pick. round picks or something like that, and then and yeah. then like a, a second rounder. Okay. Yeah, it was like six picks or something like that. I don't remember the yeah. exact details of the trade, but he is our member. He is the quarterback of the uh, Cleveland Browns at this
0: moment, and, and uh,
3: Baker Mayfield still remains there.
0: in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner in potential trades
1: uh baker mayfield is now available having the uh and the rangers win um having uh having uh browns pick i'm sorry i just i lost my mind for a second having the browns having picked up sean watson <laughs> baker mayfield's now available any guys any thoughts about where he ends up we got a couple of guys that are available right now baker mayfield jimmy garoppolo uh we're hearing a lot of uh conversations about AJ Brown and uh, we're also hearing a lot of conversations about possibly uh, DK Metcalf and those are some names that are getting thrown around in trade conversations. We've already had uh, Matt Ryan get traded from the Falcons to the Colts and today Jim Ursay said that bringing uh, Carson Wentz to the Colts was a mistake.
3: I could have told him that.
1: And and Carson Wentz is obviously traded to the Washington Red excuse me. Washington Commanders, excuse me. I apologize to uh, nobody, really. Um, <laughs> the Washington Commanders. Um, so Jimmy Garoppolo, Baker Mayfield, DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, and possibly Debo Samuel are maybe on the move. They're in the conversation. Do you guys think they get traded
3: and where? I can see Mayfield going to Seattle. <clears throat> I can see Mayfield going to Seattle, maybe Jimmy G going to Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's an option, maybe.
1: After they just picked up Trubisky?
3: Oh, that's right. I forgot about that? Yeah, so mm, where would Jimmy G go? I'll take Metcalf on the Jets. I'll take Metcalf
1: on the Jets. <laughs> that's <laughs> a big know, problem. Do do the, 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 the problem with that one is, do the, do the Seahawks trade with the Jets again after what happened the last time they did? I mean, if they want a first-round pick, why not? They're not going to get a first-round pick. You don't think so? You don't they're think they're going to give, give up 10 for them? They're gonna get two twos. I wouldn't you, give him you, ten, you don't a think. Lie. I mean, the caliber. You're not of player. gonna sign him. What does he have? One year left? Something like that? A year and a half? Two years? Maybe. We have the cap space room though. We do. No, we we've already given him a contract talk. Like we've already said out there publicly. Like somehow, some way, somebody found out at the owners' meetings that the Jets said we'll give him twenty five million a year. Dude, I mean, if if mm-hmm. we were gonna get a, a the the first round tenth pick for a trade and sign for a three, four, five year contract, I would take that right now yeah i I mean it's the 10th pick i i I mean listen historically most players come a lot later in the draft that turn out to be studs so is is it like you're you're so metcalf versus a a roll of the dice and and especially if you're going to get that trade and sign why not so the the two the two twos are actually worth more than the the one okay as far as the trade value chart is concerned so our 34 fifth and 38th pick or whatever the two picks we have are in the second in the second round combined are worth more than the number 10 pick overall okay so that's why they're saying it's gonna be two twos but if you can get somebody like dk metcalf or aj brown for two twos and you still have two first round picks dear god you've done it and we should build a statue to joe douglas right in front of the stadium Dude, right now i mean listen the the jets were in right away with the Tyreke Hill. Um, So, and it just sucks that he chose to go to Miami and we know why he chose to go to Miami. I mean, it's better than New York as far as tax purposes, weather wise. I mean, it's just, but I mean, it would have been, he would have been a lot, I would say more entertaining, especially as far as for the NFL itself as their, you know, business brand for him to go to the jets and be paired with somebody like Wilson instead of Tua. So it just sucked well, that we missed out on it, but New York is the media market of the world. But yeah. Sal, do you think uh, do you think that Jimmy G is uh, um, in the mix for the Giants? I
3: Hope so. I'd like that. Why not? Yeah, he's better than Daniel Jones is. What's but the asking you, price you know, on Jimmy G? Though? Bear
1: in mind, you, he also he all, you also just signed Tyrod Taylor.
3: That's true. Um,
1: yeah, but he's a backup. I mean, what's uh, the likelihood of Tyrod Taylor? G
3: the likelihood of Jimmy G going with the Giants I don't think it's high. I just don't think it is. I don't think they pulled the trigger on that.
1: What's the asking price though? What what are they looking for? We don't know yet.
3: We, we don't know. know. Yet. But uh I would think right, so maybe 100.
1: Moving on from from trades, possible trades. We'll see what happens. I think the Jets are in on every wide receiver available. <laughs> uh so that's AJ Brown, it's DK Metcalf, uh, and whoever debump Samuel, whoever else might be available. Uh, top free agent still available, Stefan Gilmore, who we've heard conversations that he might – I could have sworn I heard him uh, possibly going back with the Panthers, uh, maybe the uh, Rams, Bucks, Chiefs all have that need of a, of a cornerback. He has fallen off a bit in the last two years, but he's available. Bobby Wagner got surprisingly cut from the Seattle uh, Seahawks, and he had an interview with the Rams but didn't sign with him as of yet. Now, he's an outstanding Pro Bowl All-Pro linebacker, and I'm sure he'll end up someplace doing a lot of good things. I wouldn't mind seeing him on the Jets, but we'll see. Uh, pairing him with uh, with uh, C.J. Mosley would be an outstanding uh, linebacker core. Tiern Matthew is also available, and I would love to see him playing safety for the Jets so that we can stop this Kyle Hamilton conversation because top free safeties are not drafted in the first round. They just aren't. The last free safety drafted in the first round, I'm pretty sure was uh, – What's the guy who can't, doesn't know how to smoke a cigar in Seattle? That guy, yeah, top 10 free safety, doesn't know how to smoke a cigar, can't stay healthy, can't cover. Odell Beckham Jr. is also available, coming off that ACL tear that he sustained in the Super Bowl. Akeem Nix, excuse me, Akeem Hicks from uh, the DT from the Bengals is also available. Javian Clowney, most I would say mediocre first round pick I've ever heard. Uh, he's available. Um, and as far as uh, Gro- Rob Gronkowski is available,
3: I think he goes uh, back to the Bucks. I mean, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, and that's pretty much it for sexy picks uh, or as, as sexy uh, free agents. Uh, again, I wouldn't mind seeing Bobby Wagner sign with the Jets. Would you? Would you want to see Odell Beckham Jr. No. come to the Jets? No, I, I feel the same. No, I don't want to see the same. That I, I think a young team that the Jets have and the type of you know you know locker room they're trying to build and trying to bin, build a, you know, start a winning tradition there, I don't think you want to introduce that type of player and that type of attitude to the locker room. I don't think yep. – I, I think the last thing you want to see is him ripping into Wilson for missing a pass on the sidelines because it, it's just – that doesn't help anybody. I don't him, like negative energy. and he No, has not at all. Absolutely. Energy. And I'm not saying that he's a bad teammate. I'm saying that when he makes a mistake, negative energy – comes out of him and And it's all about him and he he throws tantrums yeah and it's all about odell beckham jr and we don't need that it's not about you it's it's about the team yeah keep him out of new york please but uh any of those free agents you think the giants could use
3: i think they could use them but i don't think they could spend for them i I don't think
1: what i keep hearing is that the uh that the uh the cap is a lie which could be true because I keep seeing the Seahawks in conversations about signing people and doing things. And not Seahawks, I'm sorry, the Saints. And I could have sworn the Saints were negative like 80 million in cap space.
3: That's all the Giants keep talking about is cap. The cap is too high. It's just, it's ridiculous. You're New York Giants, sign somebody.
1: <laughs> but uh, moving on from the NFL, unless you guys have any closing comments about the NFL. Oh, shit. I, big news tonight. Yeah. Bruce Arians retires. Todd Bowles is now the head coach God. of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they they terminated his uh, – th- I believe he had two years left on his defensive coordinator contract, and they signed him to a fresh five-year deal as head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, uh, God, thoughts?
2: Uh, Sal, give me, your
1: thoughts, give me your thoughts first because I want to hear some positivity in my life, or at least not oh. as bad negativity as TJ has.
3: Visceral uh, there's negativity. Not, there's not going to be any positivity with me talking anything good about Todd Bowles. I'm sorry. That doesn't sound as like hatred though.
1: It doesn't sound like hatred.
3: Todd Bowles was horrible with the Jets. He looked he he would sit on the sidelines, clueless, look like he did not know what to do. He would just be a blank face, lost. And now he's going to go coach Tom Brady in the Bucs. Ah, why did Bruce Arians retire? Tom Brady came back. He has a great team. He could it's win another Super related. Bowl. It, it has, has to be, be. health-related. And I, I can't see Brady not wanting to play with him again. Why not? Right. Why would I, he want to play I, with Todd Bowles?
1: Dude, I, that, that's the thing. And I was telling Nick, he offensively, uh, it's like he, he's reading the playbook in Russian and he doesn't speak Russian. He does not know what the frig he's doing offensively. It's, it, it's offensive that he's going to be running this team. I mean, I think if Brady isn't told to just make the play calls at the line and run the team, I think they're going to struggle. I think if Todd if Todd Bowles wants to have the input on the offense, I think he's he is clueless when it comes to play calling. He's clueless when it comes to knowing and reading the flow of the game. He he's just I'm amazed this guy has a job. I don't know how he does. So we asked that question, will will Todd Bowles be successful? At the moment, it's 61-39 in favor of yes, he will be successful. Now, I will say that I did say yes, he will be successful, simply because there's been more time. uh, The same thing you guys are saying about Todd Bowles was said about Robert Sala, that he's a defensive coach. What does he know about offense? And what I think is, is that Todd Bowles may have learned a lesson, that he doesn't know anything about offense. Hire a good offensive coordinator that does. You know, uh, I think Bruce Arians staying in the front office. I think that also helps Todd Bowles with his decision of who the offensive coordinator will be, and how efficient they will be at calling plays. Yeah, when when you see Todd Bowles like this on the sideline, Bruce, <laughs> Bruce, yeah. But again, if you if, if if before the season starts, Bruce Arians is like, dude, hire this guy to be your uh, offensive coordinator, and that guy just calls the plays. That's it. You know, when but you're a head what, coach, then there's a lot of the point of hiring Todd Bowles. So what's the point of viewing of a five-year contract? Listen, I'll give you an example from my field, right, from where I work. Officers in the United States Army, they are, are branch officers. They don't know every single job within the branch. They just know how to manage the overall branch. And the head coach in the NFL is the same way. He doesn't need to know how to run special teams. He doesn't need to know how to run offense. He doesn't need to know how to run defense, really. What he needs to do is know how to run the people that know how to run those shits. Okay. And, and inspire- what does fire know how to do? What does he know? I don't don't know. I'm not in the room with him. I couldn't tell you. But we watched him as as the Jets head coach for a couple years, and it looked like he didn't know what the fuck was going on. At the same time, though, during those years, there was a lot of dysfunction outside of the head coach. That's fine. And clearly he knows how to coach a defense. Fair. You know, I mean, what did Rex Ryan know about offense? But we love Rex Ryan. Yeah, because Rex Ryan knew how to bring a team together. And I'm not saying that Todd Bowles doesn't know how to do that. I'm saying he didn't have the pieces to do that. And he might have the pieces now. And again, look, look at look at look at what 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 uh, Peyton Manning did for the for the Broncos. Do you really think that John Fox was running those teams? That running that offense? Because I know he wasn't. That's all. Well Damn sure wasn't fucking he who will not coach. So top of is, his name of on contract. Yourself. He has a five-year know, contract, five year contract, and Brady's going to be around for maybe one of those. If I got lucky. that. I, I, a, I, I just don't understand that giving him no, extra time it. and not saying, hey, you have a two-year contract. You're going to play it out as the head coach, and we'll see what happens from here. I, I yeah, think we'll I see it. what happens. And I'm sure the contract they gave him is probably laden with incentives. You know, like, hey, it's a five-year deal, but after the first year, if we're not digging it, you're out.
3: No, you no think old? he's going to be the head coach by the time the season starts or are they going to find somebody else?
1: No, they just signed him to a new contract. He's going to be the head coach this season. Like today, they signed him to a head coach contract five years.
3: That was a big mistake. But,
1: uh, unless you guys got anything to add, we'll move on to MLB. No, MLB. Uh, we're talking about MLB. The uh, spring training is coming to a close. Um, you guys got any spring training surprises? Because I know I do. I, I've been watching spring training. And I, I got to say, I, I I didn't realize how much I missed baseball. Oh, I missed it. So much. I didn't realize it. I saw you just hearing the ball hit the bat, hear yeah. that crack seeing dirt i miss yeah. playing i miss smelling the grass and feeling the dirt under my cleats and like the the, the stick on my bat i just i miss all that stuff like when I, when I say stickum, cow, i, I use I, I, used, I, used, <laughs> I used to use friction tape on my bat not pine tar so my bat the tape of itself was actually really sticky and i used to, have to put talcum powder on it so that i could get it off my gloves when i let go so i didn't use pine tar so that's why i say stick i mean i mean friction tape um any surprises that you've noticed in spring training?
3: Definitely Marwin Gonzalez for the Yankees. He has he I'm has surprised. been pretty good. He's been a surprise. He they kind of just signed they signed him out of nowhere a few weeks ago, and nobody was really talking about it. And he's having a really good spring. He's definitely going to make the roster for bench. Most, of the, team, Most of the teams nine RBIs. Most
1: of the teams batting like four hundred right now.
3: Yeah, doing pretty good. Uh, guys, uh, that'll I, be
1: bagging groceries in a few weeks.
3: Kiner Falefa is doing really good. Um, He's making contact, getting a lot of hits. Uh, I like him at short. I think he'll do good this year for for us at short, definitely.
1: I think he can be a DD. Yeah. I think he can be a DD. Yeah,
3: I I see him bringing the vibe that DD brought to this team, definitely. I see Gallo and Donaldson striking out a lot. I see Donaldson being a surprise. I, I see him having a really good season. I I see him at least hitting 30 and maybe like 85-90. I honestly 85 don't think,
1: I don't think he'll be able to to survive under the scrutiny of New York. Ooh, I don't he's know. Very he, has emotional. An edge,
3: he has an edge.
1: Yeah, he's him, very emotional and I think that the minute somebody ticks him off, look at what happened last year when he talked shit about Garrett Cole and everybody got on him. What did he do in that game?
3: I, well, that's cuz Cole struck out three times. Out.
1: Yeah. He, he struck out 3 times. You know, some people aren't meant for the big moment. You know, I mean, and and I can't think of his big moment. Speaking to Garrett Cole, I I think you got to start the speculation that is it all spider attack? Is it all coming from Houston? And whatever they were doing over there, clearly something, you know, nefarious, that everybody's uh spin rate went through the roof. And then all of a sudden they get rid of spider attack and Garrett Cole falls apart. And now starting in spring training, he does not look like, what we're paying for, I think that's going to be the biggest problem for the Yankees, that if he gets off to a slow start and he he's just not dominant, he's going to have a rough go of it with Yankee fans getting on him real quick. I think the I, thing um, with
3: him the thing with yo, him, you have to son. worry about the home run ball. You have to worry about him giving up home runs. See, that seems to be a problem right now. But last season, he he, had, he still had a Cy Young season. I mean, he, I think he finished second in the Cy Young yeah, he did. voting so right, but I once think that he... spider
1: attack dropped, you you could see he well, he, did he get didn't have the too. same numbers. No, he, he got injured fair. because after the spider attack thing, his August was incredible, one of the yeah. best Augusts I've seen in fifteen years. Like yeah, really I
2: like,
1: impressive. <laughs> I mean, he still we, could be we'll a see. dominant pitcher. Uh, I take I take spring training with a, with a grain of salt. Uh, one of my spring training surprises. Uh, Cody Bellinger is batting like 086 right now for the Rangers. And uh, th- again, you got to get the, the kinks out. You got to get your swing in. I know for me, uh, one year, and I, I'm not going to sit here and try and compare men's league baseball on Staten Island to major league baseball, but just the overall conditioning part of it is I one year I had an amazing season. And And I remember our manager going, "How the hell did you have?" I, I batted like three ninety that year. I, I'm not a power hitter by any stretch. I hit a lot of doubles and and a lot of singles. and i I let this guy over here drive me in. Uh, this handsome fella to my right. I guess I my right, let your left, yeah. Um, but uh, I actually started doing BP in like December. <laughs> I started going to the batting cage in December, yeah, and just I remember that, I'm the getting the full text in January that you have blisters all over your hands. <laughs> well, that year, I batted 390. And then the next year, I had a girlfriend, and I didn't. <laughs> uh, I batted like <laughs> ten. <laughs> but uh, but I, I think that's just it. You know, you got to get your work in. That's it. it. It's work. If you're not strong, right, and you're, your timing's off, and you're, the bat feels heavy in your hands, and your calluses aren't built up, then batting is not going to be fun, you know? Yeah, well, I will say this. I mean... As history shows us, especially playing in the Northeast, uh, when we have those, you know, winter-like springs, it it definitely leads to a a slump for a lot of guys, and they can't get into the groove because they're wearing long sleeves, and it's 45, 50 degrees out, and it seems like it's trending in that way unless we get some kind of surprise heat wave. I mean, it's like 35 degrees outside right now, and it's – it's few and far between the the sixty degree sunny, uh, grass growing, yeah. birds chirping days. So I, I I hope that the sun comes around. I hope that the temperatures goes up because the Yankees don't get off quickly with uh, these type of this type of weather. Well, opening day's yeah. April seventh, I believe. And Sal, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure opening day's April seventh.
3: Yes, it is against uh, Boston for the Yankees.
1: And uh right now it's it's uh scheduled to be scattered thunderstorms throughout the day mm-hmm. and a high of 53 and a low of 47. I think that's that's doable as long as it's not windy, 53 is not terrible. It's not great. Oh, uh, it's not it's not you want 70 but that's not going to happen in April, not really, not in no. New York. But uh talking about MLB, um Home Run Derby X. Have you guys seen about this? <laughs> you yes. ruined my day with texting me this shit. And told so, me about it. so Home Run Derby X is MLB's latest and greatest attempt to ruin Get sport. people interested in, and, and discuss baseball in an, on, a, on a world level. So they're doing this event in London, Seoul, Korea, and Mexico. And uh, I believe it's Mexico City they'll be doing it, just so that I don't want to sit here and just say Mexico like it's a city. It's not it's Mexico City. Uh, well, they'll be doing it there. Uh, London, England, obviously, and uh, Seoul, Korea, where Rob Schneider is from. And uh, John Sterling never let us forget it. Um, <laughs> Home under the I I don't even know how to describe it. It's stupid. It really is. Uh, long and short of it is they're pairing a Major League Baseball legend and i say that very loosely because the four guys they picked are not legends by any stretch of the imagination um a softball superstar which there's no such thing as a softball superstar because i'm fairly confident you can't play professional softball at least not that i've ever seen it's like playing slam ball um i believe it's a a a rookie which they're calling rookies but i really don't think they're going to get rookies they're going to get minor leaguers and if they're a minor leaguer they're not a rookie they haven't made it to the to the majors yet, and then lastly, a social media influencer, whatever that means. It's uh, nobody that popular. popular. I looked at down the roster, and it's like who? Yeah, I,
3: who I, I feel like this. If we got worked. John Boy
1: on there, I'd have been like, oh, I know John Boy. Yeah,
3: exactly. This would have worked if they had like bigger names on there at least. Like you pick social media influencers that have no. Like I have no idea who they are. There's zero of those clout around it,
1: and none of the MLB players have clout around them. Exactly, if they're not legends. You're not bringing in Jason Giambi to hit dingers and, and bring back even, that good that feeling cool. of. uh That's what I mean. And, Jason and, Giambi's not a legend, but people know who the hell he is. Right, and and He's uh, honestly, if, if hmm. you know what, if the MLB wants to do some kind of league to drum up some interest in, in the MLB and the league and make some money, I would have preferred them to do some kind of. Uh, ex-pros versus celebrities blitz ball or wiffle oh, ball or something like that. that, that would pique my interest more than so this faux pas home run derby. We, I, mm. I mean, social media influencers that are, what, barely going to get the ball out of the infield? So as far as I understand, the social media influencers, I don't think they're necessarily American social media influencers. I'm fairly confident one of the guys is actually British, which makes sense because they're going to be doing it in England. So he's big with one of the FCs out there. Um, so he's going to be standing there in a Manchester United, uh, no, jersey. he's not he's trying che- to kick the I believe ball. He's Chelsea. I believe he's Chelsea. Um, so, uh, ultimately they, they made it so that you can only hit a home run through the alleys in center field. Home plate will be elevated on a stage oh, as will The pitchers mound will be elevated on a stage. Uh, four teams, are represented, four teams are represented the, the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Dodgers and the Cubs I get Yankees and and Red Sox that makes sense, Cubs and Dodgers. Kind of seems arbitrary. They don't have a rivalry. If you would have said Cardinals and Cubs, okay. Dodgers and Giants, okay. The Do- Dodgers they brought in because they're a high money team. So yeah. I don't disagree, but I'm saying the Cubs that that, that's, that doesn't make sense. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. The, club, yeah. the Cubs have that you know MLB legendary team status. Yeah,
3: nostalgia.
1: To say that the Giants don't is ridiculous. I'm not saying they don't, but... I mean, in that case, bring in the Reds because they're the oldest professional baseball team. Yeah, dude, I don't think they can make this work. I don't think there's anything that they're going to do. I don't think this is going to get any type of attention. I think I it's like going to be a joke. I yeah. think that they somebody thought it was a great idea and decided not to put any money behind it because that's how you got the players you got. I mean... So let, let's talk about those players real quick. Right now, go you've, ahead, got, run it down. you've got Nick Swisher... Representing the New York Yankees because apparently Nick Swisher is a uh Nick Swisher is a New York Yankees legend. This is all I remember about this guy. A fucking walking bobblehead. Every time like everybody else would be like he has way too know, much energy. Robin 6-0, second base. That that's how it'd be, you know. Jorge Posada, catcher. Nick Swisher, number 33. <laughs> playing right field. Like, what the fuck, dude? Like keep your head still. The only thing legendary about Nick Swisher is his legendary hot wife. Yeah. From Reba. Yeah, Reba. I was going to say. Giovanni Soto will be representing the uh, – I'm sorry. I lost my – Nick Swisher will be representing the New York Yankees. Giovanni Soto will be representing the Chicago Cubs. Uh, Adrian Gonzalez will be representing the Los Angeles Dodgers. And the Red Sox will be represented by Johnny Gomes. None of those people are legendary. I think the most the most relevant one would be Adrian Gonzalez, right? But he ended up playing for the Red Sox right. anyway, so he's not that he's not that legendary, you know. Right. Like, it just he's not a staple of the team. It sounds like dirt, like trash. Like if they would have got Luis Soho to do it, I'd be more excited than Nick Swisher. At least at least Luis Soho has three World Series rings. Yeah, you know? they should have just I got think- more
3: different people all together. Like it, they could have did this so much better. If they pick the right yeah. people and they, they, could they could have
1: picked old timers. They could have picked rock. They could have picked Tim yeah. rains to represent the Cubs or the Yankees. And I would have been happier about it. There's so many better things that you could have, that people would want to see. You know what I want to see? I want to see a legendary home run hitter. Okay. Play with a metal bat, not a college dead metal bat. I want to see a metal bat. No one's allowed out in the friggin' stands in the outfield. Cause somebody may die. There's a pitching machine. <laughs> Dude, a pitching machine or just some dude wearing Kevlar and a little hole in the net that he's lobbing the ball through and then getting behind a bunker and covering and just people teeing off. But, uh, yeah, uh, that's Home Derby X. The thing that bothered me the most was that the advertisement showed current players like Mookie Betts, Aaron Judge, and John Carlos Stanton. and I'm like, none of those guys are going to be there. But uh, New York City's open for sports. Uh, the mayor announced last week that they're getting rid of the vaccine mandate for sports. And I, I want to say that the, 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 Mets and the Yankees had a lot of influence on that and oh. it benefits and it benefits the, uh, the nets. Cause Kyrie Irving is now allowed to play in Brooklyn. Like he always should have been. That yep. being said, perfect segue. Let's talk about some NBA. So Sal, talk to me about well. the, the, the Brooklyn nets and, uh, the New York City Knickerbockers. Big news from the Knicks this week, but before we get to the Knicks, let's talk about the Nets.
3: Okay. Well, the Nets. Nets had a good game last night against Detroit. They won, but they worry me. They worry me a lot. They it was it was a close game against Detroit, and Detroit sucks. But uh, <laughs> you, you should you you should be blowing them out. You got Durant. You got Kyrie now, who can play home games. It shouldn't be a seven-point game at the end of it. It should be like a 20-point lead you should have. It shouldn't be a struggle. So they kind of struggled a little. Um, and Ben Simmons worries me. I'm starting to think that this trade was a flop because Ben Simmons has not played one game yet with the Nets. I get he has back issues. I get he has, he's not in game-ready shape. But come on. I mean, this is turning into a big flop if he, Especially if Ben Simmons doesn't show up for the playoffs, this is a really bad trade if he doesn't.
1: Speaking of trades, it seems that uh, Julius Randle has requested a trade uh, away I'm from the first. New York City Knicks. And uh, I don't think there's too many Knicks fans that are upset about it at this point. He seems to be cracking and buckling under the pressure of not being successful in New York, which so many people have done. Uh, In multiple sports, there's so many guys that come to New York, they think it's going to be all peaches and rainbows. They get here, they flop, the fans let them know it, and they crumble.
3: I don't get I don't get how that happened because he had such a good season last year. And then they signed into this big contract, and I guess the the weight of it just just affected him. I don't know because he had a great season for the next last year. I really thought he was going to be the answer for them, and It's turning out that it's not going to be the answer for them at all. He's getting traded.
1: The answer looks like RJ Barrett.
3: Yeah, I was about to say RJ Barrett looks great. He really does. But you got to surround, now you got to surround RJ Barrett with some stars, which is hard to do for the next.
1: Well, it depends. What do you get back for Julius Randle?
3: I'm not sure. Not much. Well, I shouldn't say not much. I guess I, I don't know possible landing spots for him. I don't know where to go. Time. That's the tough one. Where Who wants him? I don't know. And who wants that contract?
1: Do you think but. that you get a one-for-one one with another disgruntled player? Because it seems like Mitchell out there in, uh, I want to say Sacramento. Am I crazy? No, I think you're right. All right. He's disgruntled. He's been pretty vocal about it on social media. Do you do a one-for-one?
3: If it's possible, yeah, why not? If Are there, is there anybody
1: you think you can get away with a one-for-one one
3: on? You know what? You know what I just thought of? What about Westbrook?
1: What about Westbrook? Wow. Why not? That's a thought. I mean, Westbrook is a former MVP. I don't know what the hell happened with Russ.
3: I don't know either. I think going to the Lakers was a big mistake. When he yeah. got traded there when he got traded there, I said, Wow, that's gonna be a horrible trade. And it turns out it was it was a terrible one. Last night I don't know if you guys saw, but last night he was at press conference after the game and he basically right in the middle of the press conference just walk, got up, walked out and got pissed off and left.
1: I'm all right with that.
3: Yeah. I'm not a <laughs> big fan of the media. But, but uh, he, he's getting aggravated.
1: Yeah, I, I, can, I can imagine. I, I I, can definitely imagine. But moving on from the NBA, uh, let's talk about the NCAA. We got the Final Four coming up, correct? Am I crazy? Yeah, it's coming up. That's right. Final Four coming up, and the big game is going to be Duke versus North Carolina, which we have never seen in a tournament before. This I is a special that. year. This is a special year. Duke. North Carolina, ancient rivalry, hatred for a, a, a lifetime, a decade, a, to back to, the, to when the dinosaurs roamed. Duke hated North Carolina and vice versa. Right. Uh, obviously, we know that North Carolina ruined Coach K's farewell at home when they beat them to end the season. And now they're meeting each other in the Final Four for the first time ever. This is big news. Talk to me, Sal. What do you know about this?
3: Well, I, you know, I was shocked when they said that North Carolina and Duke have never faced each other in the Final Four. I was like, they have such a long history. How have they never faced each other? But I guess not. Um, I think Duke wins. I, I think Duke pulls off a victory against North Carolina. And then you got Villanova and Kansas and the other side. And I, I think Kansas is too good. To be honest with you, I think Kansas wins at all. I don't oh, think yeah? anybody's beating Kansas. Yeah, I got I, Kansas win it all.
1: I think the fix is in and Duke wins it all. Well,
3: because if, yeah,
1: because the fix is in. If not
3: the fix, because they're good. Is in Duke wins. If the fix is all in right. for Coach K, then Duke definitely wins. But if there is no fix, I'm gonna go with Kansas.
1: Well, all right. Kansas then. not. Um, Duke. I gotta say, I uh, I'm not a big NCAA guy, but I like to watch it to bet a little bit and. I tuned into a few of the St. Peter's games because I love oh, seeing people so get mad that their brackets get busted, man. And watching a 15 seed get into the Elite Eight, making history. Uh, I mean, dude, I thought it was awesome. I, I love scrolling through Twitter and seeing everybody bitch and moan about this team <laughs> and, and just not embrace the
3: Cinderella story because they were just ruining people's betting. They were ruining brackets. I love it. My bracket was ruined after the first round. I just threw it out. I was like, I'm done with this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not paying attention to this anymore.
1: Dude, when yeah. we used to do right. the pool at work, uh, I would literally everybody would pitch in a hundred bucks to do uh, you know, however many lines that is. It was like ten bucks a line or five dollars a line, whatever it was. I would hand over my hundred and be like, You guys pick. Just right. want to be part of the action.
3: And shout out to Saint Peter's too. What a what a great run they had. They put great in they, they played
1: hard. Mm. You know what? Unlikely team to make it to the elite eight or even the sweet sixteen, and uh, you know they turned some heads and ruined a lot of people's day. Oh yeah, couple couple mortgage payments aren't getting made this month.
3: (laughs) That's right. But talking about mortgage
1: payments. Talking about mortgage payments, we move into does Gen Z know? Because oh, Gen does Gen Z will probably never know about mortgage payments because it can't afford houses.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the last two weeks I have been shut out with Gen Z, so I better do better absolutely.
1: Decisions. Nick, you have the questions. I have the first video. I don't have all the questions. Do you have the questions? No. Come up with know. something. I have the first. All right, I come up with something. I have the first video right here, Sal. Tell me what video game system this commercial is advertising for.
0: Some of you believe your system is the most advanced in the universe. Let's review the numbers. Sega Genesis is 16 bits. 3DO is 32 bits. The Atari Jaguar is 64 bits. Which is more advanced? Clifford! Uh 16 and 32 are less than 64. So with 64 bits, 3D graphics, real-world animation, and lightning speed that you can only get with Jaguar. Which is more advanced?!
1: can you repeat the question oh I messed that up because it told you what commercial what, what it was for um, <laughs> so excuse me I believe the question was
3: it was the old Atari game right it is it is the old Atari Jaguar but pac and all that stuff
1: no no Atari Jaguar was Atari's attempt to actually uh, join the ranks of Sega and Nintendo in the 90s ah, it was right. a 64 bit before Nintendo which was called Nintendo 64. Um, That being said, I do have a question for you.
3: Okay. All right. Check it out.
1: In the 90s, there was a TV show about anthropomorphic animals that flew in a plane that landed in water. The pilot of that plane was an anthropomorphic bear. What was that bear's name?
3: Was this like a kid's show?
1: Oh, yeah. It was absolutely a, a, a kid's show. And the bear is famous for other things other than that show.
3: Let me think. Um, I'll give you a
1: hint. It's a
3: Disney show. The Disney show. And it involves a bear. I don't know.
1: What is it? You don't know. No, I don't know. All right. The name of that TV show, well, here's that. The name of that TV show was Tailspin. And that anthropomorphic bear's name was Baloo, who's also known from The Jungle Book.
3: I have heard of that, but I've never seen You've it. You've never
1: seen The Jungle Book?
3: No, I've seen The Jungle Book. I'm mean, the, the bear show I haven't seen.
1: So the show is called Tailspin, and Baloo plays yeah. a
3: pilot Tailspin, of a boat called
1: saw. the Sea Duck. I think it's called The Sea Duck. The Sea Duck? I believe it was called The Sea Duck. Sorry about that. Lost my train of thought. TJ, have you come up with your question yet? I was muted. I have a good one.
2: <clears throat> oh, I'm going to read
1: you, you the uh, basis of this 90s TV show, and let's see if you can name that TV show. Right. A close-knit band of teenagers in fictional Angel Grove, California, transformed into a uniformed team of superheroes ready to take on any villain. Their primary focus is Rita Rapunzel, a space villainess captured long ago by the wise uh, sage Zordon and inadvertently freed by astronauts. What is that TV show?
3: The first thing that came to my mind was Lava Girl and Shark Boy, but that's (laughs) definitely not it. Um, (laughs)
1: Angel Grove, California. Rita Rapunzel. Mm -hmm. Her name is Rita Repulsa. Repulsa, sorry, I read that wrong. Dude, I was on the spot. Kiss my ass. Uh the the normal villains that they would fight uh the regular henchmen were called the Putties. Oh, I definitely They just rebooted this like recently. Like within the last what, they, 5 it years re-booted they just rebooted it all this. the time. Originally a Japanese uh TV show that they, no, literally- see, they rebooted it into a movie with with uh right. Elizabeth uh, Banks as Rita Repulsa.
3: Yeah, I'm drawing a blank. Uh,
1: What's that name that show? That show is Go Go Power Rangers. uh, uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And you gotta say Mighty Morphin because there's Power Rangers Dino Squad and Power Rangers CEO. and Mighty Morphin was the original OG Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, which Which was so incredible. The toys were amazing. Right. They took a TV show from Japan. And all they did was film a bunch of American uh, teenagers uh, while they weren't fighting as the Rangers. But all the original um, fighting and and when they're in costume, they're essentially uh, at least the first season. I'm not sure about after that was just a reboot or or a reprint of the Japanese uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Do you know my favorite thing about the original Power Rangers is the Green Ranger with the flute dagger? No, it's, I have two favorite things. My first one is that the Yellow Ranger, whatever she is shown in her costume, is actually a guy. Really? That's why the Pink Ranger has a skirt, but the Yellow Ranger doesn't. And if you look at it, watch it over again. It's on, I think it's on Netflix. The Yellow Ranger is a fat kid. In Japan, on the Japanese TV show, it's a fat boy. Oh, my God. And if you look at the Yellow Ranger, it's a very wide man in that costume. Oh, my goodness. My other favorite thing is... Uh, if I can figure out how to do this, uh, (laughs) this is, this is my other, I want to say, here it is. I was watching an episode once and the power Rangers were fighting a villain. And I noticed this tidbit right here. Where did this kid come from and why is he so big? Oh, can you guys see that? No. Uh, Ah, I'm sorry. There it is. Where did this kid come from? And why is he so big? <laughs> I mean, these two are supposed to be the size of a, of a, a building, right? Like, where did this kid come from? And why is he so big?
3: He just wandered on set. Wait a minute. Yeah, is this just, just a random kid? That just... <laughs> he just
1: wandered on I, so set. He wasn't, so he wasn't a part of the American series. I have to imagine he had to have been part of the Japanese series. That's 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 all I can think of, um, but that's that's does Gen Z know for us this week? And before we go, we're going to talk about some Rangers. Oh, Rangers baby. win again tonight. I don't have to blame Dave Coulier for uh, jinxing us as we played the uh, the Detroit Red Wings, and we're on a little bit of a streak, a little hot streak, uh, four points last two games. Uh, we are now firmly in, uh, I believe, fourth place in the league, not not just our you know, not our division, but actually it is our uh No, we're third in our division and fourth in the league overall. Colorado up on top. They're ahead of us by seven points, but we're only separated from two and three by three points apiece as of right now, this moment. And what, what do the Hurricanes ahead. have on us? They're leading the Metro. They are up by three. Three? They're up by three as well as Florida. They're up by And three. do we have a game in hand on them, or I think we have a game in hand on Pittsburgh? I, it's on Pittsburgh because we okay. just beat them yesterday. Not yesterday, two days ago. Vetrano um, looks great. Dude, looks I was going to say, I, I mean, Betrano, I, I was questioning it. I was I was a little bit peeved. Not that I wanted Giroux um, coming to the Rangers, but that we helped Florida clear some cap space to get Giroux by picking up Betrano. But he has come out like all systems go, firing on all cylinders, and he seems to fit in with this team. The team is very fast-paced. Move the puck and keep it going. I think we got the the Penguins to to ice the puck like 15 or 20 20 times in that game. We outskated them coast to coast, and I mean, in what seven games, uh, Vetrano has five goals. Then you have Cop um, with four, four games. He has one goal, five assists. I mean, it, it. They got guys that are seem to just mold in with this team like they've been here all season. And it, they, they the youth is up, the speed is, is consistently through the roof. It, it's just we're grinding out and we're winning. Um am shocked, have one tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it's funny. Like uh, I have seen a lot of people on Twitter post uh, a little while ago. It's like, how, how do we continue to take subpar teams to overtime, but we can just destroy like the Penguins and and, and get big wins against Tampa, Tampa Bay. Bay and Yeah, it, it's it's one of those things where it, it's just a weird. I don't know if it's it's not a letdown game. I mean, we got stuck with that trap game against the Devils, and that 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 hurt for rivalry reasons. But essentially, we lost to a team that's going nowhere anyway. So, don't um, we'll tell them that. Yeah, well, they I think they they know, but they don't want to admit it. Um, I, I mean, dude, it, it the, the year that Kreider is having, it's got to be this year. You got to make the push for the Cup this year because Crider is is having a, a like just a one in a million the the season of his career and you got to capitalize on that i mean in 67 games he has 45 goals 19 assists uh 64 points um he's pretty much going to double his you know career average for the season i mean he has i think 23 power play goals i think he's one behind uh yager who has the record for the rangers with 24 power play goals in a season i the, everything is clear. You got Shusterkin, who's the best goalie in the league, bar none. He's the best goalie in the league. Okay. I think he, I think if, if he's not in serious talks for the MVP, I know generally you don't give an MVP to a goalie. If he, he should be up there in serious talks for the MVP because he is carrying this team on his back with, with, with his level of play. I mean, pucks that should get past him and go in, he's, he's just stonewalling them. And it's amazing. I think th- this is the year where you got to make a good run. And I love the fact, that Vegas has us, I think, less than ten percent chance of winning the cup. Um, <clears throat> to go along with uh with that, I would like to say that uh, Mika Zibanejad has seventy points this season, being very yeah. quiet about it. Um, we're running dude, out of time Panarin. here. Panarin is it, it the, dude? The, the 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 passes he's been making tonight—that pass to Cop was just ridiculous. Yeah, a give and go. Cop uh, brings it across the blue line, gives it to Panarin, Panarin right back, easy goal, game winner, overtime. Overtime is right. Uh, we're running out of time here. I do want to say catch us Sunday. We're having our Masters discussion. Uh, ha- it's, it's a two-hour event, I believe, and uh, we're sponsored by Yeats, Shocked Energy, Pristine Auction, Roku. Um, and uh, we'll be on there on on uh, Sunday. We'll be doing Sunday, that. 9 p.m., with- April 3rd. Um, again, we're giving away uh, Manscaped uh, Razor, buzzer from Manscaped. You know, got to take care of the boys downstairs, got to keep the body clean. Manscaped, boys. But we're giving it away. Check our Twitter. We're going to post it soon. Uh, All you got to do is just send us a picture of you golfing, a golf course, uh, you drinking on the golf course, anything having to do with the golf course and you and having a good time, and then we're going to figure it out. We're going to vote them up, check out what people are liking on that feed uh, as far as the pictures go, and we're going to select the winner that night. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Scoreboard Score Addicts Pod, and that's where we'll be posting the uh, where where to post our pick uh, your golf pictures, so you can get in the mix and get yourself a free razor. Take care of the boys downstairs, keep them nice and smooth. So, from all of us here over at the Scoreboard Addicts Podcast, TJ, I want to thank you for being with us tonight. Uh, I'm here. We appreciate you spending this time with us, Sal. Great job today. We appreciate you as well stepping in for the Rook, and we'll that's catch it. you again next time. Fuck cancer. Stay rock!